Hello, and welcome once again to the Oklahoma Atheist Godcast, the best goddamned podcast in all of Oklahoma County. That's our story, and we're sticking to it. Today on the show, we'll be interviewing Justin Griffith. Justin is the military director for American Atheists. He's been spearheading Fort Bragg's Rock Beyond Belief Atheist Festival and demanding equal treatment for foxhole atheists, including local groups who are currently banned from meeting on posts. After failing the Army's mandatory spiritual fitness testing, the remedial training told Justin that he could improve on his spiritual fitness by starting an online blog. You may have heard about it. Justin blogs at freethoughtblogs.com slash rockbeyondbelief. And I encourage you all to check that out. So uh, I was hoping to talk about, uh, just so you know, this is Damien you're hearing right now. I'm here with Chaz. Hi, how you doing? Uh, good, good, man. And uh, we would just like to talk to you about uh, activism and separation church and state stuff. We're both uh, active in Americans United for Separation Church and State here at the Oklahoma Capitol. We, you know, we lobby the lawmakers here, so we have some some experience with that, but nothing like what you know what you go through. We don't get shit on for it, right? Well, absolutely. Well, everywhere you go, there, there's always a chance. Everywhere you live, there's a chance to fight for the separation of church and state. And Reverend Barry Lynn and Americans United do amazing things all over the country, and like I, I call him a huge ally. I'm I'm hoping to uh, to get his support once again for the the next round of uh, festivals that we're doing on military bases. Um, he was a huge ally the first time, and I mean, what an amazing organization. Good stuff. Yeah. Can we get a little bit of your backstory with the um the big Rock Beyond Beyond Belief festival for people that don't know about it? Sure, absolutely. Um. Okay, so I'm stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I'm an active duty sergeant. Obviously, I'm not speaking on behalf of the Army right now. I'm just speaking as uh, Justin Griffith. But um, So September 25th, 2010, the Billy Graham Evangelical Association funds, largely funds, partially funds, this enormous festival on Fort Bragg's main post parade field. And the main goal of this uh, festival is to convert as many atheists, Jews, Muslims, and wrong type of Christians over to the right type of Christianity. That was the stated goal and purpose. And they had like, you know, children's stuff. And it, it, it was uh, just designed as a, a tool of proselytism and specifically endorsed by the Fort Bragg uh, chaplaincy and uh, Fort Bragg commanders. And $30,000 in uh, taxpayer uh, dollars were spent directly on the security costs alone. And some costs are hard to even calculate or recover or even identify, you know, like the the amount of money spent on the plane that dropped out, the Golden Knight paratroopers that landed on the field for Jesus, you know, including, including <laughs> wow. an atheist. Yeah, including an atheist who, who was forced to jump against her will. <laughs> wow. What's the what's the legal status of that sort of thing? I'd always sort of assume that if they were if they were to allow equal access to unbelievers or to any other kind of believers that that it wouldn't be that constitutionally questionable. So could you, could you just fill some fill some of that in for us? Well, that's precisely right. What you're talking about is the concept of limited public forum, mm-hmm. and I would I would urge all activists or would be activists to read up on that. Um, basically, you described it the right way. They can either, um, if, if the government chooses to allow um, speech on one topic in a government-controlled forum or endorsed forum, then they have to allow all points of view on that topic. Now, they could either do it one way, which was the easy way, in my opinion, and not have evangelical concerts in the first place, or they have to allow every single group to have equal 
um, access to these sorts of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's the angle they went with. Uh, the couple of days before all the demands, including Americans United and including American Atheists, where I'm at now, and all sorts of organizations were demanding that they cancel it, uh, the commander released a statement stating that they would give the same treatment to any other group. Now, typically in the military, um, people aren't aren't keen to raise their hands and say, "Hey, I'm not like everyone else. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not the Christian." Is you get targeted for all sorts of criticism, low level, high levels, all over the place. But mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. I just maybe I, I'm the type that runs towards my grave, and you know, I said, <laughs> I said, you know what? I got an event. You know, it was. Kind of, I mean, I wasn't sure if I would have one, but we pulled it off, and uh, nearly two years or 18 months later. We had Richard Dawkins and uh, Aiden headlining a festival with the same Golden Knights jumping in, including that atheist who was forced. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. It was a triumph. It was great. So that was you're put him to the test there. Like, will you really allow the atheist to do something just like that? Right. And and, and don't get me wrong. They definitely did the right thing in the end there. Right. Uh, but you had to uh, really work at it for a long time to make it happen. Every day was a. Was a <laughs> cutthroat game of, of chess and none of us trusted each other unless anything was uh, or unless everything was explicitly in writing um, it, it was I remember the first time they quote unquote approved us uh, they, they said okay yeah I, I approve everything that you asked for with one caveat uh, you can't use the main post parade field you have to go in this uh, little building that can only hold a couple hundred people um, so basically they were shoving us back into that broom closet, mm-hmm. sweeping us under the rug. And I'm very much out of the closet, the atheist closet. And I refuse to take one step back into it for any reason. And that's unacceptable. It's unconstitutional. It's not the deal. Um, we're going to have equal terms here. And, you know, it's it battles like that. Um, I remember someone got a hold of rock band Aiden's lyrics and there was, <laughs> there's some pretty, Pretty nasty stuff in there, but yeah, there was a relatively innocent video of saying, "Hey, I lo-, like ironically saying, hey, I love how you you burn your holy buildings uh, and your synagogues and your churches and your holy books." But he was he was being like ironic there, and this footage of um, Christians burning other churches, etc., in the like '60s historical footage, and some some blogger. Um, who actually is a major in the U.S. Air Force. Oh, the Christian fighter pilot guy. Yes, that yeah. guy. Um, I, I can't really speak about him. He outranks me. That's against regulations. But his blog was picked up by Fox. Him? Yeah, he, his blog was picked up by Fox News. And oh. Yeah, so Fox News generated like thousands of people, A, death threats for me, but mostly people demanding um, for Bragg cancel this thing that they had finally approved with you know, equal treatment. And even chaplains were writing, demanding that it gets, you know, re- removed and, and we get banned. Okay. And, it, yeah, it, it was a huge, I mean, every day, every little thing, some rock band lyrics to songs that they promised they weren't going to play anyway because we all agreed to not swear into the microphone. I mean, it was a non-issue. Do you find that military folk uh, enjoy irony? <laughs> Wait, say that again? I'm do, sorry. Do you find that uh, military folk enjoy irony? Ooh, well, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of do. Like, when a drill sergeant, like even in basic training, when a drill sergeant says, "Are there any other questions?" You know, you, you know he's, 
He's trying to get you to shut up. But I'll yeah. raise my hand and I'll say something stupid like, yeah, just starting. If I go to the store and I buy a dozen eggs and I sit on them, they hatch if I'm really gentle. <laughs> and then, Shut up, do push-ups. And, and I'm like, okay. And then and then I start doing push-ups. And say, Are there any other questions? And I just raise my hand, just keep asking until you know they I run out of things to make up or say. You can raise I, your hand while doing push-ups. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a built-in time limit to how long you can keep this up. So what's what, I, I used to get this question a lot when I was active duty. People would say, what's somebody like you doing in the military? You obviously have a problem with authority. <laughs> yeah, what's that like? <laughs> Why did you sign up? Okay, well, I, I will concede that I, I have I have been described as someone who has, has a problem with authority. But um, I, I grew up in, in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I was very, very religious. And, and then, um, I don't know, then I wasn't when I – you know, emerged from that murkiness uh, of creationism and that brainwashing, and I felt lied to. So I took that and ran. By the time I hit adolescence, um, I discovered punk rock and drugs, and that was not good because right. uh, my um, my rebellion against the man holding me down became the thing that was holding me down. Ah. So I was like, not just an underachiever, but I was probably going to die, you know? Yeah. So the military really saved my life, and the structure and discipline has been ironically freeing for me. You know, and um, you know I'll do anything to. Um, I'm not. I'm not here to make the military have a black eye in any way. I'm here to to have the military become a better military. Right on. So in um in your capacity, you're working for American Atheists as their military director. Is that is that right? That's still right. That yeah. That's that's my official title. Yes. Okay, so um, what do you do in, in that capacity to, like you said, to make the military a better military, to see to it that they uphold separation of church and state? Well, a, a lot of it is – there's two different strategies. There's the everyday strategy, uh, like get the word out, explain this to people thinking about the military, etc. cetera. Uh, here's some regulations on, on how to deal with this um, you know, frequently asked question or, or frequent um, controversy. Um, just, just like a preemptive strike, sort of, or, or arm right. people, or, you know, a little bit of ra- uh, rabble-rousing, you know, I, I, old habits die hard there. But um, <laughs> anyway, then, then there's a, a lot of specific reacting to um, pretty shocking things that most of the stuff that, that I consider shocking shocks, like, Christians, too. It, it shocks everyone. Like, when, when you hear of, like, people like a Marine Corps veteran, Esther Garrity, who walked into a VA clinic in Dallas. Um, she's a lesbian, and she told them that she was suicidal. And she, she has PTSD, and she said that she was suicidal. And the nurse just looked at her and said, well, the reason why you're depressed and suicidal is because um, you are you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Oh, God. Yeah, but the, wow. the weird thing is she was already a born-again Christian. She's not yeah. Christian, you know? So they, I mean, this this was so shocking. This this uh, bigotry and homophobia was coming directly from religion, and we there was a petition already started, and I doubled the amount of signatures in it. You know, the least I could do, but it, it cropped up, and within a month, that nurse got fired. You know, she's gone. Um, so th- there's many opportunities of specific, like just I'll throw fifty darts. I don't even care. I'll see what sticks because I mean, shit just has to change right away. You know. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you um 
What do you say to, like, I've, I've got a lot of friends that work out at Tinker Air Force Base here in Oklahoma City, and there's little things that come up um, all the time. There's little things, uh, ceremonies with prayer and um, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. What kind of advice do you, do you give to those folks? Who should they contact? Uh, what guidelines should they follow? It, it actually kind of depends on their rank. Um, hmm. I, I would definitely encourage them to contact me no matter what. Cause, I mean, I'll, I'll get into the specifics with them, but just to simplify, the, the problem with prayer as part of a official ceremony um, is hugely problematic. Uh, despite what people may, may tell you, um, most often things like retirement ceremonies and uh, you know, change of command, change of responsibility ceremonies, those things are mandatory. If not for everyone, then for a good majority of the low-ranking soldiers or service members, mm. and, uh, they invariably feature an invocation, they say. Yeah. And this invocation, they like to say um, typically, well, they don't say Jesus at the end of it or God or something like that. They just say right. Heavenly Father or something like that, as if that um, removes the Christian tone to it. And I know not everyone's a fan of, of, of the word privilege, but it really is. It really is a, <laughs> sort of a, a privileged um, line of thinking. We did a whole show about, about privilege. Yeah, we did, yeah. actually. What? And we concluded that there's definitely a such thing as religious privilege. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I think there is. And, and I had to explain this to a very high-ranking chaplain who I would call uh, an ally. He said this to me. He said, oh, yeah, I don't say in Jesus' name at the end because I want it to be for everyone. I said, uh, sir, that's your Christian privilege showing. Because, <laughs> and he, he looked at me like I was crazy, like he kind of always does, but he's a good guy. And and uh, I explained what I meant. I said, sir, have, whenever you, you give your invocation, you give the Muslim soldiers a chance to, to pull out their smartphones so they can orient themselves towards Mecca. And he said, well, well, I mean, I wouldn't stop them, but I've never seen that. I, I don't know. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I I was like, well, that's a kind concession. I'm glad you wouldn't stop them from praying in their own way, which was the whole point of this, right? And I said, well, what about when you say your Heavenly Father or, or you're praying to just one God? And what about all the, the religions that have more than one or less than one God? Like most forms of Buddhism, etc., or uh, Wiccans, or I even I, I have a co coworker who's strangely, um, he says he's Khmetic. I don't know how to say it right. There's like no vowels. But he believes in the Egyptian gods or something. Oh, yes, like the but Book of the Dead stuff. Yes, yes. He, he has the the prayer of Anubis or something in his pocket. Yeah. He dies or something. He's a strange fellow, but um, <laughs> yeah, more power to him or whatever. I guess. It'd be awkward right. trying to pronounce those prayers over him because they're just hard to pronounce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if you're a really good battle buddy, that's going to be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But um, and then and then. To, to end that, he, he started to understand what I was saying, and I said, well, what about me? Would you allow me to pray in the way that I'm comfortable with? And he said, sure. And I said, well, that involves me swearing and screaming, but you know, <laughs> if people allow that, then I'm okay. Is that the Greg Graffin prayer? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, he smiled. He's a good guy. I mean, he even did my uh, re-enlistment um, and, and omitted, so help me God. From, from my oath of enlistment, and I have it on YouTube somewhere, but a really, really good guy. There's few chaplains that are higher ranked than that, but they, it's just an alien concept to them that there are people who aren't Christian, you know? Well, I've, I've dealt with some chaplains who are really, really good on the idea that they're supposed to be like like Father Mulcahy 
unmasked. They're supposed to help everybody and, and whatever rituals they need, that's, you know, they're there for that. But I've also dealt with a lot that are basically there to win you over to their religion. So, I don't know. I, I used to think the chaplaincy was more like the, the old school, we're here to service everybody attitude. I feel like that's changed over the years. Well, there was definitely a push towards the 80s, and I'm judging off of the hundreds of letters I get from veterans, and they always say they were active. And uh, I would say the the MASH you know, reference that you said is definitely the norm for um, people before the 80s, uh, before mm-hmm. the mid-80s anyway. They, they would say, like I got a few letters that said they never even met a chaplain in their 20-year career. That's insane by modern standards. Huh. But um, – but then in the in the mid to late 80s, there was a push from the evangelical to basically seed all forms of government, including the military, with, with very evangelical people. And the, that is still having repercussions today. Um, I would still describe the vast majority of chaplains as being either completely neutral on towards atheists or, or friendly and helping and understanding. Oh, good. But but there's there's enough bad apples, maybe I don't know, ten percent something, that are actively, like you said, out there just to convert X X Y and Z soldiers to their form of Christianity. Mm. And they're highly and they, motivated. Yeah, yeah. They actually, I had a I had a chaplain tell me that uh, he wouldn't stop proselytizing to me. Uh, I was downrange, and and he said he would not stop leaving his pamphlets on my desk after I, I asked him not to. Uh, he he said. I reserve the right to evangelize the unchurched. And I was like, what the hell is unchurched? You know, is that like, <laughs> like, like a Muslim is like, you know, or a Jewish soldier would be like unsynagogued or something. I don't even understand the concept here. Yeah. I reserve the right to circumcise the unsynagogued. <laughs> it's part of my, part of my mission. Are you going to do it with your teeth though? Well, you know, it's, it's a battle situation. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> hey, uh, do you find the military culture to be more religious than mainstream culture? Ooh, it's a tough question. Um, I don't know. I grew up in Dallas. It, it kind of seems very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a civilian job? Um, yeah, I worked in record store. Uh, well, that's not good. Not a famously example. pious place to work. No, exactly. That's not very good. Oh no, I I had I had shed my uh, religion by the time I was of working age. So uh, other than um, uh, there's American atheists, there's the the Military Association of Atheists and Freethinkers. Um, there's uh, Mikey Weinstein's uh, Military Religious Freedom Foundation. Um, am I leaving anything off that people could reach out to? Uh, in the yeah, United- absolutely. Um, I, I would definitely like to plug the the Freedom from Religion Foundation. Uh, they, they're great. They're willing to, to stick it out and do long haul uh, sort of uh, legal suits if they have to. Um, for short term instant gratification, I would definitely go with the Military Religious Freedom Foundation or myself at American Atheist. Um, Mikey Weinstein does some amazing stuff. He's got like like tens of thousands of clients and 99% of them, you'll never ever hear what he did and it fixed it instantly before it ever even got to trial you know just the threat of mm-hmm. of a commander having to deal with uh, a, a shit kicker like mikey weinstein mm-hmm. who will go to the media and will put them on the front page if they don't do the right thing most of them choose to do the right thing all of a sudden 
And that's kind of the, the strategy that, that I go with on the most egregious of things. And if I can't make it happen right away, then I will bring in not just him, but everyone in the, the secular community to uh, rally around a, a specific cause. Um, so, and it's really something that once, once some, someone brings something to me or any of us really, then all of you out there can, can really help a foxhole atheist easily just by spreading the word. Just by sharing that thing on Reddit, Twitter, whatever, they're like that sort of ball, uh, snowball effect generates interest, and the little local yokel media will be like, "Oh wow, I could get some story out of this." Look, uh, a thousand people were talking about this on on, on Facebook or something. Yeah. It really does snowball like that, and it really does help. Oh, yeah, and even though you know Americans hate atheists, they love military folks, so you know that's kind of conflicting motivations there. Right. Yes, it really is. And and I still get like there there are no atheists in uh, foxholes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that from civilians. I've gotten it like while wearing a uniform. Like it's <laughs> really weird. I, I don't understand it. There's no way to there's no way to defeat that one. I, like I, I I've tried. I've tried everything. You could you could take pictures of yourself in a foxhole, maybe doing something blasphemous. I don't know. It's, yeah, you know, make yeah, it into well, a make it into a meme of some sort. I, I mean, I tried with my uh, no chaplains in foxholes. Like that, that picture is kind of <laughs> because that, that's that's actually true. If you're, if yeah. you're not sure, yeah, because they they don't have weapons, and if they were ever in a foxhole, it would cease to be a foxhole. It would just be a hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So it's like. You, you can say that you no, know, I've actually been in a foxhole, but would they just say, well, but were you ever? Because really, the foxhole is that you're in danger of dying, and right before you're about to die, you are no longer an atheist. Is that the theory? I believe. Well, I would say. I mean, some people would say there there are only atheists in foxholes because if if you're thinking about fighting back and and having a defensive position, you're not planning on a, a magic bullet blocking deity from protecting you. You know. No. So so um and, and also like I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind prayer in in the military setting except when it's mandatory like we talked about earlier or if it's in a foxhole if i was in a, a foxhole and it's like typically like a one two two man small small uh person or a small amount of people in this foxhole right and if i looked over and my soldier was was praying instead of shooting back or fighting back i would slap the shit out of him <laughs> i would slap the shit out of him and then tell him you will fight back get your head out of your ass shoot shoot the enemy now we're going to make it. And if that didn't work, I would say, I would say, whoa, whoa, I just had a vision. You know, a God just talked to me. He said, he's speaking through me. He says he wants you to fight back. He wants you to live. <laughs> That's how it happened. And then I would apologize later, whatever the fuck, but I'm living. I'm going to go see my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whenever you were organizing uh, Rock Beyond Belief, did you ever come across any musicians or uh, speakers who didn't want to be on a military base? Uh, well, we were trying to. I mean, sure, absolutely. Even, even Greta Christina recently, she she's still worried about getting on a military base. It's not that she wouldn't. Um, she's agreed to speak at the the next upcoming uh, incarnation, and oh, one of the wait. things I got permission to to speak about this from her a long time ago, but I never did. But she she sent me the greatest um, a, a, like acceptance of, of a spot on 
on the festival, she said, well, I'm not sure if I can get on the post because of my prior arrest record. And <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, and I'd forgotten that she had written about so much of her um, her life as a uh, sex sex industry, uh, sex worker. And she's, I mean, that's right in her record. And I mean, that was just a, a really, I don't know, that brought me out of my little mindset, my little tunnel vision. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we also were recommended by our our benefactor uh, for the first concert was uh, Todd Thiefel from the Thiefel Freethought Foundation, who funds so many things. Amazing guy, uh, wealthy philanthropist, atheist, and free thinker guy. Um, he's like, yeah, you guys should get No Effects, and um, you know, I'm familiar with No Effects' music, and I'm like, Todd, uh, I love you, buddy, but. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to be allowed to get up there on the stage and sing "Murder the Government." Yeah. You know? Like yeah. so, we had to <laughs> like, just make sure we didn't have certain like political things on the stage anyway. I don't know. I used to um, I used to DJ at the Air Force Academy. I know that sounds a little weird, but we had an alt rock station there, and there was a list of songs that we were to not to play, and they were almost. All anti-military, anti-government <laughs> songs, and of course we played we played them anyway. Just you know, at two a.m. No one's gonna know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, no one seemed to notice this, but Aiden, who had generated such a huge controversy in the news, they they played the songs that they were not supposed to, and no one noticed because <laughs> the, the commanders who were so worried about them playing these songs with swear words. Um, they, I guess they, they, they couldn't understand the rock and roll or, or something. <laughs> they, they couldn't hear it. And I made the lead singer, uh, William Control, I made him promise not to sing the words, but he could play whatever he wanted. And he said, I got it. I'm going to, I'm going to let the audience sing. And, and there was all these like teenagers that, that were there, like, like, especially teenage girls, they were screaming the, these lyrics, like nasty things about Jesus. It was just so funny. I feel so much better about America now. Yeah, <laughs> just knowing that happened. Yeah, it was great. Actually, that was the only thing that was a uh, a bit of discrimination that happened was against one of those teenage girls at, at the Rocky Unbelief Festival. A girl came in with a shirt with an upside down cross that said "I believe in myself," and it was like an Aiden shirt. Yeah, and uh, the security guards told her that was. Um, discrimination or something and that she she was not allowed to wear such a shirt uh, where the media was going to be around and they made her put on a, a hoodie and it was like pretty hot and wow. someone knew to come find me and I took her directly to the commander the base commander and he, he said take that off you know you be yourself you know and and they said who was it who was the security guard and I was like hey well we don't got to get anyone in trouble just put a blast out to all of them that's really cool noble. yeah yeah, it was good. That sounds very high school there for a second. You can't wear this t-shirt. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it was very high school, and this girl was probably like 14, like freshman. She was she was very shy and nervous, and, and like she had never been talked to like that before. I don't even think she was a military brat at all. How dare you believe in yourself? <laughs> we don't do that in the military here. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, take off that, that lowercase t. That's, not, that's offensive. <laughs> Especially when they're upside down. Right. So speaking of uh, iconography and letters, is it true that you have the Dawkins A on your chest? Yes, that's right. I got it with uh, my last round of Christmas money that my mom ever sent. <laughs> <laughs> your poor mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah. She says that once saved, always saved. So I'm still going to heaven. 
That's going to be so awkward when you get there. Yeah, I know. So, Justin, what would you do with your life? Uh, fought tooth and nail against the church. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's going to suck. Yeah, it'll be all right. So, Chess, you got anything else? You want? Um, Justin, you got anything else you want to talk about? We don't have to talk about enough. Hey, well, Justin, thanks a lot for coming on with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was really great and fun. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, like, anytime, I'll, I'll be back. All right. Excellent. Great. Thank you. The Oklahoma Atheists Godcast is produced by the Oklahoma Atheists. The mission of the Oklahoma Atheists is to develop a community of individuals and families who value and promote critical thinking, free thought, reason, and a scientific worldview, and who seek to have a positive effect on the community at large through fellowship, rational discussion, community service, and education. For more information, please visit our website at www.oklahomaatheist.com. The music for today's show is from the song God is Dead by Jaron Lake and is reproduced here under a Creative Commons license. Jared's music in the Oklahoma Atheist Godcast are hosted courtesy of the Internet Archives Community Audio Collection, available at www.archive.org. To join discussion about the ideas presented, presented in today's show, please visit our blog at blog.oklahomaatheist.com.